Magandang araw, Podmates. Howie Severino muli. Hindi po maganda ang ating ekonomiya ngayon. Sinisimbol na nito ang shocking presyo ng sibuya sa mga nakaraang buwan. Pero tumataas din ang presyo ng halos lahat, lalo na pagkain. Palapit na ng 9% na ang inflation rate ng bansa, ang pinakamataas mula pa noong taong 2008. Para magbigay paliwanag sa ating uh, sitwasyon, kasama natin ngayon ang uh, ekonomista at head ng uh, research ng Ibon Foundation, isang non-government economic think tank, si Rosario Guzman na may palayo na Rose B. Magandang araw sa iyo. Magandang araw sa iyo, Hawi, at sa ating mga tagapakinig. Okay, Rose B, marami na tayong uh, narinig na dahilan ng uh, pagtaas ng uh, presyo ng mga binihin kasama na ang uh, gera sa Ukraine at uh, pandemic lockdown at slowdown. Alam natin na uh, komplikado itong uh, issue. No? Pero para sa iyo, anong number one na dahilan uh, driving itong uh, pagtaas ng presyo ng mga binihin natin? Okay, simulan natin doon sa global economy. Nabanggit mo yung Russian invasion of Ukraine. Um, Siyempre, definitely no, na-disrupt nito yung mga tinatawag nating supply chains o yung production sa global economy. So, itinuturo na ito yung nagpataas ng presyo ng bilihin worldwide no, sa buong mundo na siyempre, sinasabi ng ating uh, pamahalaan o oh, lahat naman ay nakakaranas kaya tumataas ang presyo ng bilihin sa atin. So, may validity yun. Uh, on one hand, ay with the global economy On the other hand, ang masasabi natin na hindi valid pero siyempre isang dahilan is yung Pilipinas ay sobrang nakaasa no sa global economy para sa lahat uh, para sa kanyang capital, sa kanyang mga produktong kailangan, para rin sa kanyang um, para sa work no, even sa trabaho, nakatingin tayo sa global economy. So kapag ka, sabi nga natin noon kapag humahatching no yung pandaigdigang ekonomiya ay nagkaka-pneumonia yung Pilipinas. So, valid reason no, para magkaroon ng isang unprecedented na inflation. Sobrang taas, the highest in in um, 14 years. Pero pag tinignan natin, teka, bakit mas mataas, pinakamataas, number one sa inflation ang Pilipinas sa Southeast Asia? At doon natin ngayon nakikita may iba pang dahilan na sobrang internal na dito sa pagtaas ng presyo ng bilihin. Maybe, um, makakapagsabi ako ng apat na dahilan na talagang eto na yon tayo na lang ang may kagagawan no yung isa diyan is our economy is a trading economy pag sinabi natin na ganon hindi na siya masyadong nakakaproduce ng sarili niyang mga pangangailangan kundi nakaasa na lang talaga siya sa kalakalan or sa imported or nakaasa siya na kumita siya ng dollar nang sa ganon may pambili no ng uh, produkto ng ibang bansa pangalawa yung um may patakaran no yung ating pamahalaan ng privatization. So pagka kasi privatize uh, mo yung utilities or even some social services, the tendency is yung presyo is tataas talaga accordingly. Dahil yung mga nabanggit ko ay kumbaga tinatawag natin yan na natural monopoly. Sabihin at saka uh, uh, sa economics ano inelastic demand gagamit at gagamit ka talaga ng kuryente kahit mataas ang presyo niyan. Kakain at kakain ka kahit mataas ang presyo niyan. Ganon din sa kalusugan, etc. So, yun yung, yun yung isa nating nakikita na ay prices are higher than they should be in the Philippines kasi una yung ekonomiya niya, it's not producing anymore for its own needs. Pangalawa, so the import-dependent na siya, 
pangalawa, privatize no yung mga utilities and social services. Yung isa nating nakikita is even taxation ay nakafocus sa regressive consumption taxes. So, ibig sabihin, ipinapatong ang pagbubuwis sa konsumo mismo ng mamamayan, ng karamihan. No? And these are ano, basic commodities. That's why naipapatong ito doon sa usual sanang presyo. Kasama rito yung VAT, no? yung tinatawag no, na VAT. Yan pam- added tax, oh. even na yung value added tax may buwis pa on the VAT. No? There's an excise on the VAT. Or a VAT on the excise. Kung buwis na, bubuwisan mo pa on petroleum products. Kaya sabi natin, ah, kahit siguro, ano, no, kahit mag-slow down na yung inflation sa mundo, which happened sa ano, petroleum products. Since August last year, medyo bumagal na yung inflation sa fuel. Bumaba na rin yung food inflation na isinisisi nga dito sa uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine. Pero sa atin, Parang parachute, eh, no? Uh, ang taas nung pinagsimulan mo, pero ang bagal nung pagbaba. In fact, hindi siya bababa because of uh, VAT and because of excise. Kaya yun yung sinasabi natin. Inflation, oo, it's a worldwide phenomenon because of what's happening in the global economy. Pero meron tayong sariling uh, kasalanan dyan. Yeah. Balikan ko lang yung isang uh, unang yung sinabi, ano, na apektado lahat, pero mukhang tayong pinaka-apektado dito sa Southeast Asia at least uh, uh, let's limit it to our region no pero uh, yung, yung isang uh, sanhi na si na nabanggit niyo yung uh, ano natin reliance on trade we're a trading uh, primarily a trading economy now no but uh, yung neighbors naman natin ay trading economies din naman no in fact uh, we buy and sell with them uh, uh, we we import a lot nga from from Vietnam uh, Thailand etc no so Uh, what? Bakit hindi sila ano, uh, kasing uh, apektado uh, uh, nitong uh, mga krisis na to? I mean, uh, what makes us uh, stand out when they're also t- they're also engaged in trading, they're also reliant to a great extent on trading, at uh, saka nagpa-privatize din naman sila, no? Uh, Thailand, Malaysia, uh, Singapore, etc. You know, all of our neighbors are also, that's the trend now, no? Uh, sa ating rehiyon, no? Uh, instead of the other way around, no? So, Are there other reasons uh, aside from those that make us uh, an outlier nga kumbaga uh, in our region? Yung um, right now no I can say Malaysia, Vietnam and even Indonesia no which which has the highest foreign investment. Ay merong industrial policy. Meron silang kumbaga production policy na kung saan kaya nilang gumawa ng sarili nilang mga pangangailangan. So actually hindi sila they're not ano eh, kumbaga hindi sila masyadong reliant on trading although gusto nila yung kanilang comparative advantage ay makuha nila which means whatever they can produce ng more, more efficiently yun yung talagang ine-export nila pero uh, across all ano rin naman products whether yan ay basic o yan ay mga capital goods or consumer goods kaya nilang uh, mag-produce so halimbawa tayo kahit simpleng kape Nakikita natin, it's made in Indonesia. So that is already production capacity. Wala namang ano, walang kumbaga, walang masama to trade as long as meron kang domestic capacity para sagutin yung sarili mong pangailangan. So I can name those countries and even Thailand, no? Ay uh, pumapasok din siya ngayon sa isang uh, industrial um, manufacturing at uh, higit sa lahat ay pinaghuhusay niya no, yung kanyang agriculture. 
what is wrong with the Philippines? Pag tiningnan natin yung ating ekonomiya, ay paliit ng paliit mula noong tayo ay pumasok no doon sa sa mga patakarang uh, uh, neoliberal no yung mga pagbubukas ng ekonomiya, liberalization etc. Paliit ng paliit yung bahagi ng agriculture at ng manufacturing doon sa buong ekonomiya and we have reached the lowest shares of agriculture and manufacturing in history. No dati tayo ang ano manufacturing um, giant, hindi naman giant. Yung kumbaga umuungos tayo in the 1950s in the whole of Asia pero ngayon pag tiningnan natin sa record ng buong bansang mga nabanggit, tayo na yung pinakamaliit yung manufacturing as percent of our gross domestic product. So, nangulelat talaga tayo because pinabayaan natin eh yung ating production capacity. Kapag ganun kasi, talagang ano ka, um, dependent ka or anong tawag dito, nakaasa ka na lang dun sa paano prepresyuhan no, yung iyong mga produkto. At dahil nga ikaw ay nasa trading, di kung yung trader, the trader is the dominant ano dito, no? dominant player instead of the producer, siya ang magdidikta kung anong presyo nang bilihin. <laughs> okay, sabi niyo nga, noong 1950s, uh, yun, nakaka-compete tayo sa agriculture and uh, manufacturing. At saka, uh, madalas, na, madalas mabanggit sa atin ng uh, mga uh, citizens ng neighboring countries uh, na tayo dati nagtuturo sa kanila no? <laughs> ng agricultural technology at uh, pupunta rito para mag-aral, uh, maging uh, eksperto yung kanila mga Uh, yung mga academics at government officials no? sabi nyo nga na, na naging kulayalat na tayo no? so kailan nag-umpisa yan at uh, uh, what caused this uh, downturn or this shift in priorities? We're counting siguro mga counting back mga 50 years ago or or let's just say 1980s kasi nung 1980s um, meron pa tayong tinawag na export-oriented industrialization <laughs> ibig sabihin Sige lang, mag-export ka nang mag-export. Um, mag-i-industrialize ka din. Uh, looking at the experience, kunyari, ng South Korea, Taiwan, no? or even China uh, towards the 80s. Kasi medyo matagal nagbukas yung China. Pero nung tiningnan natin, oo, oh, oh, nag-export sila, no? pero sila ay nag-iiwan ng para sa sarili nila. Kung baga, magtira ka naman para sa sarili mo in terms of gamit na pwedeng for domestic consumption. In terms of domestic um, resources o yung tinatawag nating capital, dapat na may domestic capital na namomobilisa ang gobyerno para mag-expand pa yung kanyang production. Sa Pilipinas, ang nangyari, lahat talaga palabas. No? Um, and it, this is on the back of cheap labor. Lahat ng uh, tubo ng mga nanuhunan sa atin, palabas yun at mabilis. At dahil yun ay sa Pagbukas talaga o pag-liberalize ng foreign direct investment na hindi niya binigyan ng limang taon man lang na dapat nananatili sa ekonomiya. Alam mo in three months or even doon sa mga batas natin, in a year, yung direktang pamumunan, pwede na niyang iuwi yung kanyang buong tubo. So ang umiikot lang talaga sa atin ay yung um, cheap labor, kumbaga yung, yung, uh, yung sweldo no, ng manggagawa. Na yun, yun na yung umiikot. Kaya pag tinignan natin yung economy, consumption-driven siya rather than production-driven. Talagang yung pag-consume lang ng households ang nagpapalaki ng ekonomiya. If we look at yung natawag nilang spending side, dun sa production side, ang nagpapalaki ng ekonomiya ay nasa services, nasa pagtitingi, 
nasa wholesale trade, at iba pang mga personal services. At doon umasa, in the last 50 years, doon umasa ang ating um, government in terms of economic growth. And I think hindi tutungo talaga sa industrialization, yung ganong uh, konsepto. Kasi madalas lumalabas ngayon yung na may conflict yun, yung interest ng mga consumers at saka interest ng mga producers. No? Kaya rin daw tayo umaasa sa trade as, uh, with uh, neighboring countries, uh, lalo na China, no? dahil mas mura, mas nakakamura yung consumers. No? Uh, at tinalang natin yung uh, sektor ng mga sapato sa, sa Marikina, no? halos... Uh, Halos na wala na nung nung kabataan ko, halos lahat ng sapatos na nabibili no galing Marikina no. I cannot remember any leather shoes I wore na hindi gawa at binili sa Marikina nung bata ako ngayon. Hindi uh, ko alam kung saan nanggagaling yung sapatos na nabibili ngayon no pero mas mura no. Uh, pero ang sinasabi niyo ay posibleng uh, may win-win uh, solution no pa both uh, consumers and producers can win out uh, under uh, a different kind of system and economic strategy. Oo, kasi yung uh, laging sinasabi rin yan ng economic managers natin. Para bumaba yung inflation, to have cheap products, we rely on yung mas efficient production no, of other countries. And and that is really an excuse not to strengthen your own production. Uh, sa amin naman, they're pitting, no? uh, pinaglalaban yung consumer doon sa producer. Nang sa ganun ay para bang mas ito sa interesto ng nakararami, which is the consumer. Pero pag tiningnan natin, ang nakararaming consumer ay manggagawa. Ang nakararaming consumer ng bigas ay mga mismong yung nagsaka. Kasi yun na yun eh. The, 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 yung rice is eaten where it is planted. So, yun, yun mas maraming mga ngailangan, mas staple. Tapos, when you look at the poor, yung spending pattern niya is 49% food. So, ibig sabihin, kung binigyan natin ng sariling kakayahan yung ating uh, economy, to produce its own food, eventually, sobrang kapakinabangan ito ng consumer, which is majority rin ng producer. Ngayon, ang, ang immediately, pag ikaw, tinignan na lang natin, no? sige, economics-wise, ano? when you look at Thailand, for example, mataas ang subsidy niya doon sa kanyang mga producers. That's why it can export to us. Thailand studied, sabi, sabi mo nga, Hawi, Nag-aral yan. May nakilala ko talagang pinagmamalaki niya. Nag-aral siya sa UPLB. At natuto sila no, ng iba't ibang irrigation systems at iba't ibang pagpapaunlad uh, ng kanilang binhi. So, when you look at Thailand, yung Thai government gives um, so much support. Pag tinignan natin sa atin, halos malaki pa talaga no, yung um, military budget sa health, sa agriculture, sa labor and social welfare. So, it's not really a priority na lumakas yung ating lokal na production. Uh, when you when you look at uh, Thailand, production support yun. May price support din sila. Sa atin, wala. Sa atin, may typhoon. May mga calamities. Wala tayong crop insurance. Well, so, so ganun, nakikita natin na, okay, government support makes prices really lower. Eventually, eh, no? Kasi yun yung, ano eh, yun yung... Um, isang ginagawa naman ng ibang bansa whether or not sila ay uh, uh, ano rin, ano, liberal or, or hindi. Ngayon, sa sibuyas na lang, nakita rin natin na the, the, the onion prices can be lowered simply by government intervention. At yun yung, yung halimbawa... Well, through importation, of course, no? Na, oh, oh, na binabatikas siya rin. No? Yung importation. Ano, no? Oh, oh. 
Sabi nga ng mga magsasaka, yung importasyon, trabaho ng tamad. Kasi nga naman, it's really a very easy, ano, mag, uh, sige, mag-import na lang tayo para yung traders, the local uh, traders or smugglers pa nga or monopolies will, you know, ma-pre-pressure sila to lower it kasi may may cheaper onion. Yun nga, bumaba na yung uh, presyo ng uh, onions, no? And then sabi mo nga, this is uh, evidence na uh, may magagawa rin naman ang, uh, may magagawa din ang uh, government intervention. But the government intervention in this case, was it more than just uh, importing more onions or nabigyan ba talaga ng suporta itong mga onion farmers? Kaya rin na uh, uh, bumaba yung presyo ng onions. I mean, ano ba yung government intervention na pinag-uusapan natin? Um, oh, actually, yung bilang ng importation, no, the quantity ng importation na matatawag nating intervention for onion at this point is small. So actually, hindi siya ang gumawa nung, nung um, impact on that price. Uh, mas sinasabi natin na February na kasi, um, anihan na. So yung anihan na yan, nakaasa na ngayon yung mga producers na you know, kung may bumper harvest or kung isa pat yung harvest, will lower the price. So, lumalabas pa rin na yung totoong supply, totoong uh, uh, dami ng production supply will have an impact on the price. Ang hinahanap sana nating uh, government intervention ay yung pag-preserve kasi uh, pag inani mo ng Abril yan, ang sunod ng tanaman is in October. So, actually, the yung onion in particular, may shelf life yan that you can put in a cold storage facility which the government does not provide with pricing support. Yun yung sinasabi natin na ang dali lang, ilagay mo sa cold storage, bibigyan ng uh, just price ng government yung farmers at bibigyan niya ng support price eventually kung ano man ang presyo nito pagdating sa October. So, yung ganun, hindi yun ang ginagawa and there is a very small budgeted kadiwa, no? mas malaki pa yung hype on it. Pero even kadiwa is selling at an unreasonable price. So, basically, sinasabi niyo, tumaas yung presyo ng... Uh ng sibuyas nung na doon sa naka, mga nakaraang buwan dahil din sa supply and demand no at ngayon nag nagharvest nag nag bumper harvest kaya bumaba yung uh, presyo pero uh, uh, narinig ko na rin na uh, mula sa mga onion farmers na itong nirereklamo ng mga consumers na mataas na presyo ng sibuyas ay papor sa kanila no it's not necessarily i mean uh, yun nga uh, kasabi niyo nga uh, there doesn't necessarily have to be a conflict between consumers and producers pero in this case, may mga onion farmers na nagsasabi na itong ang presyo ng uh, pagtumaas ang presyo ng uh, sibuyas ay ay nakikinabang kami diyan, no? Uh, that's assuming nga na napupunta sa kanila yung mm, yung uh, yung yung margins, no? Yep. Uh, hindi kasing binis ng paglaki ng farm gate price ang paglaki ng retail price. Yun yung na-observe natin sa Pilipinas, eh, no? Even sa ano sa sa bigas malaki ang ibinaba sa retail so sobrang laki din ang ibinaba sa farm gate kaya ibig sabihin yung trader talaga yung may malaking kapakinabangan kapag nababarat niya yung magsasaka the farm gate at the farm gate tapos na overpriced niya yung consumer sa retail oh and that's where government intervention can make a difference Oo, no Pag, kasi, yung pag-crackdown doon sa mga nagohoard yung mga 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 iba't ibang uh, illegal na ginagawa uh, dyan sa trading economy na yan. Maraming ways for government to intervene sa production. At hindi lang sa agriculture, no? kahit sa manufacturing, government can give support. Um, direct support yan. Pwede siyang magbigay ng incentives, lalo na sa mga producers. Pwede siyang magbigay ng price support. 
pwede rin siyang gumawa no, ng sarili niyang production and pricing mechanism nang sa ganon lahat susunod sa kanya. It's government. <laughs> Balikan lang natin itong uh, sinabi niyong isang posibleng solusyon no, na subsidizing uh, yung, yung government subsidy ng mga uh, basic commodities uh, at saka ipang sektor ng uh, ekonomiya na nangangailangan ng suporta. No? May, kasi may, of course, yung yung critique ng subsidy is uh, it leads to inefficiencies. No? At uh, uh, mas lalo tayong hindi magiging uh, competitive kapag sinusuporta ng gobyerno no yung uh, ibang uh, sektor no and uh, uh, i interviewed uh, someone who was uh, an entrepreneur doon sa solar energy sa solar naman yon no pero importante rin yung utilities no ang sabi niya nung uh, tinanggal daw yung subsidy sa solar farms and solar energy mas naging competitive daw tayo ang uh, in solar uh, industry natin at mas nakakompete doon sa coal no na fossil fuel, nakakadagdag sa pollution at uh, siyempre sa climate change, etc. So, um, he gives credit to ano, just um, removing the subsidy to a particular sector, his sector, and uh, mas naging uh, competitive sila. No? Uh, I don't know to what extent you can apply that principle to to everything. No? Pero anong, anong sagot nyo doon? Doon sa, sa kritik ng uh, government subsidies in general, and in particular doon sa, sa food. Halimbawa, na where it leads to inefficiencies. Ano yun eh, it's, it's usually parang sa amin, dinitingnan namin na yan yung paradigm, no? yan yung prinsipyo ng pagiging uh, liberal ay um, the state or the government uh, steps aside, no? medyo uurong siya sa kanyang uh, active role or sa kanyang support. Nang sa ganon, uh, yung the usual line, ano? to let market forces decide. No? Um, Sobrang ano yan eh, for 40 years, ganun talaga yung even principle ng ating uh, government. At yun din yung nasa kanyang ano, no, Philippine Development Plan. Sa ngayon, that's the basic principle. That the, 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 ro- the role of the state is reduced to being a monitor or less of a regulator. Um, nabanggit mo yung sa renewable energy. The world is going the other way sa ngayon. Ano? Halimbawa, Makikita natin na across the globe, especially Europe at US, and even Japan and China, and even Indonesia, Thailand, and Malaysia, ay nag-i-increase nung kanilang protection sa kanilang economy. Um, eh, uh, sa forma ito ng pagsasara uh, sa ilang mga sectors nila from uh, foreign investment, sa forma rin ito ng pagbibigay ng incentives sa kanilang mga local producers and local farmers at sa forma ito ng subsidies. So, the US cannot deny na kalalabas lang niya nung kanyang rule or kanyang law na super subsidy, sabi nga ng, ano, no, ng isang economist, it's lavish subsidies on renewable energy. Siyempre, marami nagsasabi, naku, tataas ang presyo dyan dahil dyan at siyempre, yung mga maliliit na bansa na gustong pumapasukin, halimbawa yung solar panels, will be eased out. Ang problema kasi sa, sa prinsipyong yan, the neoliberal policy, is para doon sa malakas na bansa, pero noprotektahan niya yung sarili niya, pero para sa manilit na bansa, katulad ng Pilipinas, we're being told no, to really remove all subsidies, even sa mga basic and traditional sectors like agriculture. Um, sa amin sa Ibon, ang talagang pagtiningnan natin how 
the long-term production decline no, has been sa atin na nabanggit ko kanina, lumiit talaga, lumipis yung agriculture and manufacturing. A- across uh, 40 years, ang isa nakikita namin is there should really be a strong um, government support and substantial government support in direct production, direct sa production, sa R&D, kailangan may um, government support dyan. Doon sa pag-takeover ng mga natural monopolies like utilities, dapat government is active. Kasi nakita natin na yung mga kapitbahay natin industrialized because they did that. Ginawa nila yan. South Korea did that. Taiwan did that. Tapos, pag nakita rin naman natin yung mga industrialized countries, wala naman silang ibang ginawa sa industrialization kundi super-super subsidy and super protection sa kanilang local producers. So, it's still, no, it's still the it's still the magic bullet para kumbaga para sa atin. Strong um, government intervention. Pero yun nga, no? Uh, how strong uh, is strong, no? Kasi may may uh, madalas may dalawang competing worldviews diyan, no? Yung tinatawag yung neoliberal uh, or yung uh, basically market economy, no? The let market forces uh, rule versus yung planned economy o yung command economy na nakikita natin sa ilang ban- bansa i guess in their extreme form no you uh cuba north korea uh etc but uh what you're advocating is more of a mix tama ba na i mean hindi naman uh you're not advocating a total shift to a planned economy right uh, ano bang ano bang uh, alternative na na nakikita niyo rito sa kasalukuyan natin well actually kung kasalukuyan I, we cannot really ano parang hindi natin maunawaan kung bakit kung kailan patong-patong yung naging problema natin na masasabi nating ano na no banggit nating kanina pwedeng um, it's happening globally nangyayari yan sa buong daigdig pero meron na talaga tayong mga internal ano and even fundamental problems that have been happening kumbaga bago tayo pumasok sa pandemya bago nagkaroon ng Russian Ukraine war nakita na natin we were already in a bad shape so yung mga ganung fundamental problems at tapos patungan pa ng pandemic, tapos patungan pa ng, ng ilang mga kaganapan sa buong mundo. So, nakikita natin na meron tayong, ayun nga, nabanggit ko, may, may magagawa tayo. Um, ang tanong namin, bakit sa panahong ito, in 2023, saka papapasok sa austerity yung government? The Philippine government is entering austerity. Una sa lahat, yung increase in the 2023 budget is the lowest increase no in 20 years um yung average annual increase ng budget ay nasa 10.4% pero yung paglaki ng ating um, 2023 budget coming from a pandemic coming from a global uh, recession is only 4.9%. So that hindi ko na yun hindi ko na ipagbibilita ng intervention doon. It's obviously the government is you know really defaulting no on its responsibility na iangat man lang tayo sa crisis in what we can call true recovery. Kasi ang nangyari sa atin, sinasabi ng um, economic managers, oh, rebound na tayo. Ang laki ng ating ano, no? uh, GDP growth in, in January or in, in the whole of 2022. Pero pag tinignan natin, kumbaga parang apple to apple na comparison, we, we, are, we had the biggest collapse in Southeast Asia and we are the slowest to recover from the pre-pandemic level. So, o di ganun ang itsura natin. Okay, fine. Marami tayong fundamental problems. 
eh bakit ang kote lang na itinaas mo sa budget? And then we look now at the pie. Kumbaga sa pizza pie, mas maliit yung mm. pie, no? From 10 yung hatian, oo. Pagkita natin ang hatian, oh, but ganyan ang hatian? Uh, lumiit na yung economic assistance and relief, tapos napaka-konti yung paglaki ng social services, nabawasan yung support sa production, uh, small producers, and yet lumaki yung pambayad utang by 338.3 billion, tapos lumaki nga yung iba pang mga what we call uh, counterproductive sectors like infrastructure. What we need now is really direct production support, but you know, naglalagay ka ng infrastructure that is tangential to to production growth, no? Although sinasabi, hindi, magkaka-economic growth tayo sa infrastructure. So, what what we're saying here is, while we are arguing for uh, strong state intervention, looking at the state right now, by judging it by the budget, ano, no? Um, priorities, and, and even the budget increase, ay mukhang wala siyang plano to really um, dramatically and... Um, kumbaga substantively intervene in our crisis. Well, uh, you know, pag-usapan natin kanina yung uh, inflation as a, I guess a, as an indicator of uh, economic uh, policy success, uh, etc. Obviously, you know, na malaki yung pagkukulang. But yung mga economic managers cite other figures, no? yung uh, GNP growth uh, na, na uh, positive uh, and it's uh, met met some of their targets at least uh, last year no uh, maybe even exceeded no yung growth targets and also yung uh, decline uh, decline in poverty no of course din debate lahat yan no so it depends on whether you see things half empty or half full no pero uh, how, how useful is growth as a indicator para sa inyo ng successful uh, economic strategy Uh, kasi kung yun ang nagiging batayan, de, uh, masasabi natin dahil positive nga uh, yung growth natin and it's higher than uh, uh, many of our neighbors, um, uh, pwedeng uh, opposite yung, yung view no? na dito sa, sa economic performance ng ating bansa. Um, sa ibon kasi, di, we are limited no, by the government statistics uh, na dapat din naman talagang nagpapakita. But um, generally, uh, in economics, talagang limited din lahat ng Uh, ng, ang buong mundo doon sa uh, indicator of uh, gross domestic product which is a measure of values of economic production. Limited din tayo, for instance, on income poverty which is measuring how many population fall, falls, um, how many people fall below the line. Ganyan. So, sa Ibon, okay, sige, let's look at this kumbaga with a grain of salt. Pag tinignan natin yung sinasabi ni ng ating economic managers that the growth domestic product or the GDP grew no at at very fast rate no 7.2% yata no ano no, uh, huling quarter ang titingnan natin marami naman um, ways no to look at this this growth una nasaan galing yung growth at lumalabas na galing siya doon sa pagbubukas ng ekonomiya galing siya sa accommodation and uh, travel services sa tourism mobility So ah okay so we're coming from a low base. Ganun ganun kasi yun eh. Pag percent increases san magaling yan. Okay galing yan sa negative natural pagka nag-jump back yan, merong isang malaking positibong growth no. So uh, lumalabas na just because nag uh, ease tayo ng restrictions from lockdown, all the okay nagkaroon siya ng GDP growth. But um 
para kasi sa development, when you look at yung totoong pag-unlad, hahanapin mo nang galing ba yan sa mga productive sectors. And we are seeing here, dun sa pinagmamalaking-malaking GDP growth, is that um, practically stagnant yung agriculture, a bumagal yung manufacturing and industry. Ang lo- bumilis lang sa industry ay yung construction. Okay, kasi yun ang gusto nila, eh, no? magkaroon ng uh, real estate development. Build, build, build. Yeah, and infrastructure projects. So in short, even that that uh, available statistics, pinapakita niya sa atin na this is not uh, recovery. This is rebound. And even if it's recovery in the next quarter, which we will find out in April, it is not development. So yun yung, yung gusto nating ipaliwanag ng mga termino na wag nilang pag-i-interchange. No? Recovery, rebound, and development. Magkakaiba yun. So, Nung tiningnan pa natin further, kasi sinasabi ng ating economic managers, revenge spending yan, no? which is, ikaw nga naman, ikulong ka ng ilang buwan, tapos paglabag, at syempre, pwede na ako magburakay, go ka naman sa burakay. Well, and that principle, revenge spending, is for the middle class. Hindi siya sa mga mahirap who lost their incomes or uh, wiped out savings, etc. So when we look at the household consumption, Lumalabas po na sa apat na quarters of 2022, December actually is the slowest growth of household consumption. Ang ibig sabihin, naging uh, matamlay o matumal ang paggastos ng mga baha, ng mga pamilya sa panahon pa ng Pasko ah, in December, in the last quarter of the year. So sa amin, tinitingnan namin yung ganung trend, it's slow down talaga. Sabi namin, pagdating ng March, Ubus na, kumbaga pagod na yung sinasabi nilang fast growth. Napagal na no, yung ating ekonomiya. Which means, yun yung reality talaga natin. It's parang spurt lang eh. No? Parang pakawalan mo, tatakbo yan. But of course, eventually, it will, it will ano, no? uh, tire out. Mapapagod din siya. So, nandun pa rin yung ating kalagayan. Then, um, katulad ng nabanggit ko na kanina, pag tiningnan na magkano ba yung, ano, yung ating Uh, GDP, 19.9 trillion pesos at constant prices, ibig pong sabihin, kunyari, pareho lang ang presyo sa nagdaang mga panahon. Ik, 19.9, pag tinignan natin, ano ang katumbas niyan na antas? Noong 2019, pre-pandemic, 19.4 trillion pesos. Ibig sabihin, ngayon lang natin, after 4 years, 3 years lang natin, nababawi yung antas bago mag-COVID. So, it's really a weak economy. Unlike sa Southeast Asia, uh, 2021 pa lang, bawi na nila yung level nila noong 2019. Kahit mababa lang yung growth rate nila. So, so yun. So, growth rate is not actually yun, that's it. No? End all and be all. Ang ating analysis of the economic development, dapat talaga ay busbusin natin yung anong bang sektor ang gusto nyong lumago. Well, actually, of course, importante sa ating lahat yung food security no? hindi lang yung plain growth na hindi mo maintindihan nga sabi mo nga saan tayo talaga lumalago no? but food security is, is basic to any society you know? so to emphasize the importance of food and agriculture ay uh, sa ilalim ng kanyang uh, administrasyon itong nga si Pangulong uh, Ferdinand Marcos Jr. ginawa niyang sarili niya yung na maging agriculture secretary. He is uh, concurrently agriculture secretary up to now, no? Uh, I guess it's to communicate how important agriculture is, no? And and, and food. Uh, 
And then uh, recently, uh, tinawag ko nga niyang emergency situation na itong uh, food inflation, yung pagtaas ng presyo ng, ng pagkain. No? Um, sa tingin niyo, may, may impact ba eh, itong pabigay niya na uh, prioridad or at least yung optics ng uh, prioridad no? itong uh, agriculture? At uh, dahil tingin niya rito sa food inflation ay emergency situation na, ano ba yung mga hakbang na nakikita niyo na ginagawa? at gawanan niya uh, para maano matugunan tong emergency situation yung kasing food security sa siguro sa sabihin na nating short term or sa mababaw na definition nariyan yung affordability ng pagkain nandiyan yung accessibility which means yung yung tao ay napakadali lang niya no na na makuha whether yan ay economically or physically tapos stability Isabihin yung supply, uh, asigurado ka na stable. So, def- actually, dun sa tatlong definition na yun, which is from the United Nations definition, walang nagsasabi importation can give you accessibility, affordability, and stability. Eh. Yung tatlong yun, uh, these principles imply that you have to really have, ano, you have to have uh, production, a strong production. Um, ano to? Um, program no? ng pagkain. So, pagka, hinanap din naman namin eh, sa, sa Department of Agriculture, sa kanilang website, uh, wala pang ganong plano eh, no, na paano palalakasin talaga yung production. Ang naroon pa rin is the usual na magtitinda yung DA no, ng seedlings and seeds that are hybrid or you know high input varieties. Um, Pahuhusayin niya yung fertilizer, yung inputs. Etc. Etc. Pero yung yung uh, paanong magkakaroon ng production support, how to migrate no yung pagbabayad ng magsasaka sa upa, sa rent into an income that's really that can be reinvested ng magsasaka. In short, how to distribute the land para hindi na magbayad ng upa yung ano? Wala, walang ganong programa. Uh, sabi namin, oh, sige, dun tayo sa stability. Walang buffer, no? Hindi hindi nag-introduce ng buffer. At katulad ng nabanggit ko sa onion, the intervention that the sound intervention ng gobyerno is to really provide that post harvest facilities kasi yun naman yung yung ano yun, no? yung kailangan ng magsasaka to, to extend yung ganyang shelf life. Uh, even that wala. So, ang nakita namin uh, sa uh, tama yung word din, eh, no? optics, yung parang uh, sa itsura you have the president, you know, being really responsible, taking over the Department of Agriculture and and really saying food security even in his trips abroad no sinasabi niya yun yung kanyang priority ang optics noon ay very favorable talaga dun sa trader eh kasi the trader now feels secure na hindi mababago dramatically yung import orientation at yung uh, kawalan ng direct production support and um and i think even at the height no nung um uh, onion inflation. Nakita natin na ay ay walang ano no, walang nipin or walang lakas, no weak, no lamya kung paano nga ba magi-intervene sa ganun. Ito was a crisis situation. So sa bahagi namin sinasabi namin, wait, there's a price act that you can ano no, you can invoke and the price access na kapag ang isang commodity that is basic is um goes to unreasonable level of ano ng kanyang presyo. The secretary can propose to the president to ano uh, no to mandate um a ceiling a price ceiling 
Sabi namin, oh, okay yan. In this case, the secretary and the president are just, you know, one person. So you can just tell yourself, oh, sige, mag-mandated. Ano tayo, Price Silly? But even that existing law no, was not invoked during this crisis. At sabi namin, di ba unreasonable yun dating 70 pesos, magiging 600 pesos? That's really unreasonable. It's, it's really, ano, kumbaga, panahon na ng gera. Tapos ngayon makikita natin, the trading arm of the DA, which is the Kadiwa, ang haba ng pila ng mga tao. And I don't think that describes stability and accessibility. So yun, so uh, wala eh. Walang, wala pang nilalabas. We're waiting for it. Ano rin yung agricultural plan in this regard? So the bottom line is, uh, wala kayong nakitang epekto ng pagiging agriculture secretary ating Pangulo. I mean, I mean, there had to be a kind of a, a, a good reason for, for doing that, no? Kasi parang dagdag pa sa napakaraming responsibilidad siya pa yung mamumuno ng agriculture department. No? So, um, it really hasn't, to you, it hasn't made a difference in terms of um, uh, priorities, in terms of uh, action, uh, aside from yung, yung importation, which, you know, you don't have to be agriculture secretary to, to order uh, importation of onions, di ba? Or any other food products. Oh, um, alam, alam nyo, nung in-announce niya na ako muna ang ano, DA, alam mo, na-excite din naman, no? Not, not just the farmers, but also even agrarian activists. Uy, okay yun ah. I mean, that's really showing nande food security tayo, which is true, no? pa namin sinasabi, even the pandemic, na unahin mo yung food, food security sa ganitong crisis. Pandemic, instead of infrastructure. The in-announce niya, okay, DA ako, okay yun ah. Then, of course, I'm sorry, but you know, expectations kasi, tataas yun. If you say something, that something is, that if you say something's going to happen. So, syempre, dito mas yung expectation. Then, alam niyo ba na, if you look at the agriculture budget, there is also a, a, no, an, a, a tremendous increase in the budget. Ang laki lang in-increase niya. It's 39%, which we haven't seen, well, maybe we've seen it under Duterte. Nung 2018, there was a 59% increase. But everything went and everything is going in 2023 to the office of the secretary. So sabi namin, okay, sige, tingnan natin ano ba yung OSEC. The OSEC kasi sa mga departments naman, siya yung magsasabi ano yung mga projects. Napunta siya, nakatagay doon production support. Oh, okay to production support. Pero nung, siyempre, nung binusisi natin, it goes to supporting yung mga foreign-assisted programs like the World Bank or the IMF na nagbibigay di umano ng machinery support sa atin for rent to the farmers. So sabi namin, no, it's it's still the same uh, business, no, agribusiness orientation that we've seen under the TA. Well, of course, you're, you've been a long time, your organization has been a long time critic uh, nitong, uh, itong uh, uh, business orientation ng, ng agriculture and, and then yung mga ibang uh, basic sectors natin, ano. And uh, of course, free trade, no? Kasama doon sa inyong uh, kinikritik, no? Uh, so more recently, uh, dinidebate ngayon, no? pinag-uusapan at uh, doon sa Senado, they um, they have been uh, discussing itong uh, uh, signing, the country signing, itong regional comprehensive economic partnership, no? Uh, itong uh, sinasaping, ano, ano, yung branding nito, yung uh, pinagmamalaki nila, ito, this is going to be the biggest free trade uh, area in the world, no? Uh, I guess uh, bigger than uh, 
anything in Europe or even North America ano yung NAFTA no kasi kasama dito sa yung sinasabing uh, RCEP Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership no China uh, and uh, Japan Korea Australia and kasama uh, almost uh, the entire Southeast Asia or ASEAN ano anong tingin niyo rito will this exacerbate our problems uh, this is can this promise uh, a solution to some of our food security issues or or what anong anong thoughts niyo diyan sa dito sa regional free trade uh, area dito sa, sa Asia una syempre hindi yan yung una nating pinasok pumasok tayo sa APEC di ba tapos syempre the bigger things the WTO lagi naman nating sinasabi no na teka lang ha pag if you have cooperation meron kang may i-contribute ka at may mahihita ka pero ang ang uh, bigger issue sa trade cooperation release dapat pareho kayo ng kinalalagyan hindi yung merong mas maunlad sa inyo well you know that that uh, that guy tends to dominate everything i can produce this and that etc buy from me this and that pero kung ikaw sobra ka na lang nakaasa doon sa importation ikaw talaga yung buyer ikaw yung market and eventually trade um, blocks um, are just about you know where to dump your excess products So, yung gano'n, nung tinignan namin yung RCEP, ang laking ano eh, no? ang laking disbentahe na naman sa atin. Just like what we had with APEC and JAPEPA, the one with Japan. Kasi wala naman tayong maproduce that na um, kaya nating pagkakitaan. No? So, yun yung unang, um, unang nakikita natin. Um, pangalawa, The, yung world economy now, going back again doon sa Russian war, even before that, nakikita natin the world economy is on a slowdown. Nag-slow down ang trading, nag-slow down ang kanyang um, inflows or flows of um, investment. Investment flows niya, bumagsak yan, even before the pandemic. So, and, and, the, and the economies are going into recession. So, US, um, European Union, Japan and China, whether wide or shallow or deep, ay sinasabi nilang yes, a recession tayo. And yet, yung government natin, sobra siyang ano, excited pa din siya no, doon sa global, uh, sa open trading system, multilateral at this point, or this, this one is regional, so excited pa rin siya doon. While yung mga ka-trade niya, or uh, ka-trade, ka-agreement niya, are actually instituting protectionist policies. While our government is, you know, Uh, still looking at liberalization as the magic bullet for development. So sa amin, ang tawag namin doon, napaka-anachronistic talaga ng ating uh, government. Or even, that should be uh, a message relayed to the Senate kasi nag-aano pa rin yung Senado natin, no? ng ating uh, Congress, ng mga policies that open up our economy while our neighbors are actually closing closing down, uh, closing up, no? ng kanilang or protecting their own economies. So yung RCEP parang um, priority mo talaga yan. No? Uh, noong pa sabi natin tingnan natin yung kasunduan at yung kasunduan ay nagsasabi no, kung ano yung mga wala ng taripa wala ng tariffs or wala ng mga pagbubuwi. So they, you know free flow na ng goods doon sa mga bansang ito. At yung free flow of goods na yun, these are basic consumer goods na sana ay pinagbubuhusan natin ng panahon na i-produce ourselves. Okay, in the real world, uh, Rosie, what, what country or countries would be the best model or example for us in terms of economic strategies? 
Mm, Mayroon yung tanong kasi yung Pilipinas, mas mayaman sa mga bansang nakita nating umaman. So, actually, kung modeling, kung modeling, um, um, I can't even say na yung mga neighbors natin na sa ngayon ay nasa may certain industrial strength would be comparable to us. Kasi, for example, um, uh, maybe I can say Malaysia, Malaysia has also relied on our nickel, no? Or maybe Indonesia. Kahit ang Indonesia, yung nickel niya, um, mas marami tayong nickel, pero mas napahusay niya yung refining, the nickel. Yung ganun kasi, no? So, kumbaga parang meron tayong basic na mga mga resources. We have mineral resources, fisheries. We have um, very rich no agricultural lands. Birinyo, one-third of our uh, territorial land ay matatamnan mo that that is something na talagang sobrang yaman natin tapos we have human resources hindi ko naman masabing we have a big population pero you know more we do have a big population we do have pero yun nga yun yun nga yung critique di ba parang yung tao natin yung nagiging main import export product more than any almost anything else di ba ay dun tayo talaga competitive sa tao sabi nila, oh, more mouths to feed kayo. Oh, oh, pero more pairs of hands to work. Ganyan. At matalino, ah, matatalino yung, yung Filipino. So, meron tayong mga basic na um, uh, ingredients no, to industrialize. Kaya, pag sinabi, anong model? Sinong bansa yung pwede natin gayahin? Actually, we're looking at policies na ginawa nila. So, halimbawa, uh, si Thailand, nagkaroon siya ng policy of really not really genuine agrarian reform, but at least distributing the land doon sa nagtitil na. And then giving it support, no? Although ngayon, syempre sinasabi ng mga magsa sa kanila, uh, there are other problems na, on, uh, na para sa kanila yon. Pero sa atin, hindi natin ginawa yun eh. Uh, or we're looking at South Korea na pagkatapos niyang mabuyo ng US to be export-oriented, ay itinayuri niya na yung sarili niyang industrial industrial fund no para suportahan yung sarili niyang mga mga producers or maybe Vietnam Vietnam even after the socialist planning nag-open up siya pero yung doi moy na kanyang policy which means unahin ko yung aking uh, local production hindi niya inalis yon as a policy so I-, I wouldn't say it's mixed policy but it's really uh, iniwan niya na yung mga sensibleng patakaran para sa sarili niyang kapakanan So, yung mga ganun, um, lagi lang namin sinasabi sa ibot, uh, may, meron na mga pillars na pwede nating simulan. Eh, no? We can have rural development. Um, we can ask the government to declare na pwede nyo bang i-declare na national strategy policy yung industrialization. Kasi alam mo ba, in the PDP, no, in the Philippine Development Plan, there is no word, walang word na industrialization in that plan. And when you look at the world, all the developed countries went through that, no? They went through industrialization. So, yung ganun sanang um, klase ng um, governance bang matatawag yan? Or is it an economic model? I think it's it's really a kind of economics na um, sana ay ma-promote, which is people-centered. Well, it's been pointed out, no, na there's we have uh, or the Philippines has a limitation na talagang hindi natin uh, mako-control, which is we have a large population, which of course we can control, but uh, yung hindi natin mako-control yung very yung limited arable land area, especially 
you compare us to those some of those countries you you already mentioned, no? Thailand, Vietnam, uh, even Indonesia. No? At Taiwan, we have uh, relatively little uh, uh, plains or uh, flat arable uh, areas. Uh, where were islands, of course, and then mountainous. Those malalaking isla natin, as opposed to let's say the Mekong Delta region, no, sa mainland Southeast Asia, na napaka napakalawak, no. Uh, uh, with a lot of uh, water uh, resources, uh, etc. So, uh, I, in, in which case, no, I mean, even if we had the right mix of policies, uh, is food security meaning talagang uh, we produce enough food for ourselves? Is that really possible in the Philippines? Uh, I know that, that is really, ano, nakakatuwa yung question na yan. Kasi kahit um, yung mga friends din namin na farmer scientists would say na yung Limited lang din na plot. Given talagang agroecology yung policy, you know, food sovereignty talaga na the, the government allows the farmer to be sovereign sa kanyang production. Sinasabi niya na we can only produce enough for us. Na parang dun sa farmer, gusto rin niya sana na makaproduce siya ng surplus. Which is, you know, for export, ganyan. Pero ang, ang lagi nilang sasabihin, sapat lang sa atin. And yung sapat na yon will also require talagang super uh, government support. Kaya lang, pag tinignan natin yung statistics ng um, ng government, no, sa, let's say sa Philippine Statistics Authority, o, ano tayo nun eh, ang self-sufficiency natin sa food, and, and, and this is across crops, ah, from rice sa iba't iba pang crops at sa iba't iba pang mga manufactured uh, food, ay uh, nagsimula lang naman maging less than 100 ang ating self-sufficiency in 1995 when the government entered the agreement on agriculture under the WTO no yung World Trade Organization ibig sabihin nung na uh, inalaw ng government hinayaan ng ating pamahalaan na okay sige maging bukas tayo sa imported food and agricultural stuff that we can otherwise produce on our own sufficiently sufficiently for us kumbaga may self-reliance tayo dati sa pagkain Despite na hindi kompleto yung support, despite na hanggang ngayon ay uh, only about 60% ng irrigable lands ay irrigated, eh, ano na ito eh, gawa na to, no? gawa na ng tao to, hindi na ito ng nature. You can irrigate these lands. Na, nakita na na, ay, irrigable to. But no, um, sinasabi ng ating uh, authorities na, ay, hindi pa namin na-irrigate yung 30%. But, pero pag tiningnan mo, actually even the irrigated lands have been converted to real estate development. So, yung yung mga ganun, despite ng kakulangan na yon without trade liberalization, kaya pa rin ng magsasaka pakainin ng lahat. So, may may ganun, may ganun tayong kakayahan. Tapos tama rin, no, we're mountainous, pero syempre, balik tayong history, even that mountainous um kumbaga geophysical characteristics Ginawan din ng paraan yan, ano, doon sa rice terraces o yung iba pa ay sinasabi, okay, ito yung climate natin dito is really rainy, so we will plant yung dependent on the rain, mga ganyan. Kayang, kayang uh, mag-adjust yung ating mga producers sa kung ano yung kaya rin nilang i-produce abundantly. Oh, but then again, it brings us back doon sa policy support. Okay, well, uh, with that positive uh, statement potential ng ating uh, food and agriculture sector will we'll let you will let you go now uh roasty and so um maraming salamat sa iyong uh, mga klarong uh, paliwanag 
Uh, Rosario Guzman, uh, ekonomista at research director ng Ibon Foundation. Uh, maraming salamat uh, sa iyo. Uh, mabuhay ka. Maraming salamat. <laughs>